Okay, real talk. Al dente real talk. YTV's Dark Knight 6. I'm Review Cultist, and with me for the last two or three weeks... Yo, 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 this is your boy Matt. I'm coming here because it was time to stop being friends and stop being real, you know? I'm hungry and they haven't let me out. Can you bring me a Snickers? I'm Travis. <laughs> Travis, you ain't you when you're hungry. You gotta grab a Snickers. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching, like, I've been rewatching The Wire for a, a talk I'm doing. <laughs> So I'm just nice. I got that bony voice in my head. That bony voice in you. Bony. He's the one. He's a oh, character. Bony. I th- I heard bony. I was like, what? I got that bony oh, voice, God. yo. I got bony that skeletal voice. vibe going right. Oh man, because it's Halloween. Ooh. Spooky. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna yeah, fuck so He Man's doing- day up, yo. God. Uh, so yeah, we're doing uh, Dark Knight Six, the last of the the Dark Knights before they moved before YTV moved on to a kind of lame monster talk show um, thing that for one year, and then they basically just gave up as they started fresh in two thousand. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so the la- first one we or Dark Knight Four we did we had uh, ghoulish cult ravers. <laughs> Um, we had the vampire rave, yeah, with the yeah, the vampire the rave, guy, yeah, vampire the, the, the blues guy, yeah, vampire the, the rave vampire, masquerade. The mas- <laughs> no, I was gonna say vampire the masquerade. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, and then mm. um, uh, Dark Knight Five, we had aliens, and this is totally real, guys. Except at the end of the broadcast, no, this is not real. Don't sue us. Don't don't be t- don't freak out too much. Yeah, and then I guess um, you were saying that in response to that, they were asked. Uh, they were asked by YTV to tone it down. Yeah, like well, they they had apparently some meetings where they're like, "Did we go too far? <laughs> like, should we maybe tone it down?" No, time? it's the children um, that are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God. Um, so they decided to go uh, a little. They well, at this point in YTV's uh, broadcast history, they also had um, the slogan. They there was uh, there was a slogan going on for like this year and like the year before, where it was like "Keep it weird on YTV." Uh, um, that explains the the cutaways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, they got rid of the the, the green skull. I think the uh, green skull the, the shows YTV. up in there occasionally up? a little um, bit. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not as often as the other were, ones. Yeah, they were trying to replace it with that weird, like, tentacle, like, Frankenstein like, brain. CGI thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and trying to make, make YTV more weird than scary. So then they kind of just screwed the pooch. But, um. Yeah, it's that, um, it's, the, what is it, that Twitter post, like, did Halloween in, his Halloween in Disneyland USA. Boo, trick or treat. Hope I did you a spook, and then it's like Halloween in Disneyland, Germany. We chained a we chained a ghost to our bow to remind you that death is inevitable. <laughs> yes, I remember seeing that picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, but, uh, we'll get to it. But what they ran into yeah. is the issue of having to do weird in general, and the, yeah. the the issues of trying to figure out where to toe that line and what axum of the weird to to sit on. 
Yeah, I imagine we're not getting very, very deep into the artistic level of horror with this, like, uh, with this commercial. Uh, what is it? The 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 bump the bumper for commercials for yeah, a the bumper block skits, of children's basically. programming. Yeah, <laughs> while you're watching um, Buffy the Vampire and Goosebumps, dude. This was the first yeah. one I saw, and I heard Buffy the Vampire, Goosebumps, and something else. I was like, "This is the greatest Are you channel the dark? ever." I wish I had this, this growing just, up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, they also I think at the end of this, like right, like after the the, the last skit, I think they went on to Poltergeist. Like, the yeah, Poltergeist. the two. What? Yeah, that was. Yeah, that, yeah. Did, did you not catch that in the promo breaks? Yeah, they talked like, about Poltergeist. They talked about the Poltergeist that- twice. <laughs> They, yeah. That's right. I have that in here. It's yeah. just like, wait, what? They, Poltergeist? They, they, they put the tagline on Poltergeist as the movie that brought the fun back to television. That's a line I would use. I also really liked the um, that in between here there was I guess every what is it every dark night there's always a contest and this yeah, one contest, in the version yeah. that we watched on YouTube they actually left the contest in which I love that this clown this like clown horror themed dark night Norman the contest D. Clown. was yeah the 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 contest for this one was like spend spend a night overnight at a circus. Yeah, yeah, I have a the, note uh, here. It's like so, wake up somewhere weird contest, and like that's the yeah. most '90s creepy ass thing ever that would never fly nowadays. Now, for context about because um, the location of the the uh, the circus thing, it's not like out in a field or anything like that. It's actually at the Toronto like uh, Sky Dome area, or it was called the Sky Dome in the '90s. It's now called something else. I think the Rogers Theater building or something. Basically, it's a Rogers Stadium. So it's basically like a large like amphitheater stadium like for sports events and like other events. Mm-hmm. But it would yeah, it's basically like like bunk under the under the top, under the big top kind of thing. Um but yeah, it was sponsored by uh what was it? Fruit something? Dare Dare Real Fruit. Dare, <laughs> Dare Real Fruit and and uh and sponsored by Nissan <laughs> later yeah. on in the uh, the uh, evil voice Dark Knight presented by Fruit. It's good for you. I mean, I mean, the last year was like Dark Knight sponsored by Kmart. Yeah, and then the one before that was like, uh, was it sponsored by Kmart? Okay, I found Dare on DareFoods.ca. Uh, Dare real fruit biscuits available in apple and strawberry flavors. I I, so. I dare say that this is probably a better uh, a better uh, Kmart advertisement than the other one since there's so many. Toys that they're pushing in the middle of this uh, oh, skit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess we should go into like the rundown of the story, or the, I do in quotes plot. <laughs> yeah. The, the I gotta say the plot for this one was a lot less than for the than the other two. Like the other two yeah. had like a through line. the The general plot for this one is like kid kid wakes up in a weird house, goes to weird school, is weird. Kid is in fever yeah. dream or some weird dark live-action <laughs> Nicktoon from the 90s. Yeah, that I'll was the say- thing. Like, it was... Have you ever seen the, like, the... Do you remember the contest where they were giving away the Simpsons house? Yeah. That you could actually live in? Um, really? And, like, how weird it looks. Like, th- yeah, because this house is all just such bizarre colors. Like, it's, like, lime green yeah. walls and stuff. Like, this 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 Dark Knight was actually, like, when you, when you had me on the show for, um... Uh, what was it? The train one. Uh, the train thing. Uh, for Ugly Talk. Um, what the hell was it called? Ah, shit. 
that train thing. Uh, the train thing. There was like a... Yeah, you made me watch now. like eight episodes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, um... Uh, pe- not people live here. Man? It's the one by the the comedy sketch group. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. Uh, Cry, of, <laughs> right. Cry of Man. Cry of Man. <laughs> Cry of Man. Okay, there we go. Yeah. When you guys had me on for Cry of Man, um, this uh, like watching that actually kind of brought me to like brought my memories back of this a, a particular Dark Knight for some reason. I think mainly because of like the set pieces. It's the set but... pieces. It's the miniature, and it's the. It's the, you can always tell when something is a prop for a show or like it's a built-in set because there's little things that you can do to make it weird and disjointed and off-putting with very little, with very little work. And it's, it's hard Hmm. to describe, but you, if you go back and watch Cry of Man and you watch this and you watch some other television from the 90s that wants to be weird and creepy, you'll notice it. It's a lot of Dutch angles. It's a lot of odd placement of objects. Color pattern really helps. Um, it's also inflections and and stuff. And the mom has like way too much makeup. The mom looks like she's straight out of Black Hole Sun. (laughs) Yeah. Especially yeah. at the end, yeah, yeah. No, she she looks like she's out yeah. of any '90s music video, like the casting for <laughs> Mom. Yeah. How do we uh, How do we get across the concept of Mom in under three seconds? Like this <laughs> specific outfit. Jake, honey, would you like your oatmeal? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So the kid. I also um, yes, I also uh, thought this was like an Animorphs parody. Uh, if only because it's centered on a kid named Jake. Yeah, that's true. Although then I realized, like, Animorphs, the TV show, wouldn't come out for another couple of years and would not come out until even later in Canada. Yeah, I, I think it looked, like I think it came out, like, a year or two after it started in America. Yeah, but it, it came out but in yeah, Canada still. after it was canceled in America. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It only um, got It only got one and a quarter seasons. But, um, so yeah, this kid Jake wakes up, uh, new, I guess, going to a new school, and I guess, is this his new house, or is this his house? This is his house, he's going um, to a new yeah. school, it's basically a first day of school situation. Yeah, he seemed, yeah. he seemed very familiar with his house, with his, like, weird melting alarm clock and his, uh, robot clown that went around his room. Yeah, and, uh, like, all those weird, and, like, the weird colored, like, walls and posters and shit. Um... Goes downstairs. He, also, he's like basically monotone. Like he's like just so bland the entire. Yeah, this was like I want to say this is like the worst child actor I've seen in anything, and I've watched all of David Cage's games. <laughs> but he's not a French child actor, so uh... he's not. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, the, again, David David Cage. I want to say putting French children to try and play American kids is your best decision. We oui, let us go play with the baguette ball. It's basketball, child. Yes, baguette ball. I will never forget your Scotty. <laughs> uh, dead. Um. Anyway, yeah. Continue. Yeah, so he goes, he, uh, like, just kind of, like, goes downstairs, um, his mom gives him some oatmeal, and then he looks down and, like, th- drops it because it's got, like, maggots and worms in it. And yeah, stuff. he flips and then, it over, and it's just, it's just maggots in, like, a bowl of oil. Like, yeah, basically. The, really the, the, old some, motor oil. Yeah, some horrible, like, goo. Basically the, uh, the Dark Knight slime. Yeah, it's very um, Lost Boys. I won, I'm looking it up right now, I knew I forgot something. Oh, yeah. 
I want to know when The Lost Boys came out. Yeah, no, it's it's got to be a clear oh, that reference was in the 80s, to yeah. The Lost Boys film, because that came out in 87. Yeah. It's like, and that when they're eating Chinese food, and they're like, Michael, how do you like it? It's like, it's Chinese food. It's like, how do you like your maggots, Michael? And you look down, it's worms and maggots and stuff. Yeah. It's just it's just noodles, Mikey. As he's like eating it, because yeah. worms, yeah. Good old Kiefer or Sutherland the, uh, playing a thirteen-year-old yeah. mortal vampire. How long have you uh, been thirteen? God damn it! No, get away from that. Um, but yeah, as it turns out, the the it was actually just oatmeal, and then he's like. Oh, you sure you don't like it? It's got raisins in it. It's like, I don't like raisins. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, and then he just like packs up, goes outside, which what's, what's also kind of creepy about this is like rewatching it. That looked very, I like very close to what like my, na- my, my neighborhood growing up. <laughs> so it's like, that could have been like filmed near like in that, in that like neck of the woods. But, um, he looks over and his his mom's like just like watching him like diabolically through the window and then he just like storms down the road to school. Yeah, and then we go it's to vague, I think cal- what if- uh, the late vague calliope music is playing as he goes to the yeah away. <laughs> yeah, he goes to future perfect uh future perfect school, the academy for the gifted. Yeah. And if, Where like, I, if this I, is this place for the gifted, I want my gift uh, sent back. <laughs> I was I was actually kind of confused by the opening of this scene because he opens the door and then he goes to like a perfect there's like a perfect like three by three set of desks with children that are all in white uniforms and then it cuts back to him and then there's a reverse shot of the same nine desks that are now laid out in a circle but everybody's wearing red uniforms. Yeah, I just figured it was a comment on the North American education system. It's possible. Yeah, probably. Um, this is some real David Simon shit right here. <laughs> also, I don't and, and then the why... and then the Trunchbull shows up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Are the Trunchbull's more math mathematically inclined sister? Yeah. Yeah, the one who does not throw children over fences by their pigtails. We have a new student now, don't we, Jake? <laughs> yeah, the inflection was, on that... Jake got really weird as it went on. Yeah. That was the one thing I liked was they never they they never talked to Jake without saying his name somewhere in the sentence. Yeah. No, that's true. Even in the um, even his like later with his friend, like she's constantly like saying his name too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then like she, uh, teacher gets uh, like like there's some like opens up the suitcase. There's a tentacle thing, throws it back in there, closes it. Mm-hmm. Goes to the door because there's a there's a, a message and it's just this weird like scratching wheezing sound thing, um, and it's like this. We we start getting like glimpses of this like I guess mastermind behind what's the weirdness that's going on. Basically, this this uh, this Dark Knight's uh, what was the guy the bard dude from the fourth one? The Barker man. Yeah, this is the I don't know. Man, I'm calling yeah. this guy the sorcerer, the magician. Yeah. Um, he looks magician. like a stage. He, yeah, he, he looks. He looks like a stage magician. Or, or, yeah, like a stage yeah. magician or a ringleader. He, he looks like. Yeah, he looks like. He looks like uh, Joe Bluth. Oh. Did you guys notice that um, his? He it looked like he had like filed down horns. Like he just had like little like circles, like nubs on his uh, forehead. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, it's. It looks as if it's like prosthetics, or maybe they've hired somebody yeah. that has the uh, the ball bearing implant in their head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, uh, like, 
little like exchange at the door, uh, the teacher suddenly gets really angry with Jake and just like, seems you've been quite busy, Jake. It's like, you know, you don't make it any worse. Like, what? What do I do? It's like, don't make it worse than you already is, Jake. Go to the office. I think at that point <laughs> I was gets... like, wow, what a dumb nightmare. Because it is just nightmarish, but it was just like, this is, yeah. this is stupid. And the best yeah, type of stupid nightmare. Is... Yeah, no, it's very accurate to nightmares, and then nothing makes sense. And yeah. then green and men then, show up and start feeling up the vampire. Yeah, I don't... I, okay. <laughs> Weird. Um, <laughs> no, but remember, like, Jake's going down the hallway, and then there's two people in, like, yeah. the green man, the yellow ooh. leotard. They come out yeah. of the side, and evil sorcerer man standing there, and you're just like, ooh, ah! And when he turns around, they're not there. It's like, what? And yeah. he just starts running. Yeah. Gets to the principal's office. Um, the, the, there's a V, v uh, there's a, uh, uh, a brief silhouette of the, the, of the sorcerer there or behind the door. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Principal, what the hell is the Martin. name? Like, what, like, Prin- Principal Martin? And it's like, hi, Jake. And it's just, the, it cuts to this clown. And- it cuts to the clown while the Curb Your Enthusiasm song starts playing. Yeah. I died laughing at that point. Because I just could I not help that. it. Uh, I actually I missed that, that, that particular song. theme. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I have to be told when that theme Yeah, that's, Yeah, when that, that plays, it's just... I don't know how to describe Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's like Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. Except it's also yeah. like semi improved I think, like and it led to a lot of bad like sitcoms that are like, Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm did improvisation, so we don't have to write scripts anymore. No, you do, because yeah. the guys in charge of Curb Your Enthusiasm are professional script writers and screenwriters, you mean. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll just hire yeah. improv we'll just hire Im- Im- improvisational comedians. It'll be fine. And then yeah, the principal clown um has uh, basically, he starts talking to us like, "I have, we have, we have great plans for you. I mean, I have great plans for you, Jake." <laughs> um, and it's like, once I talk to your mother, my mother. How do you know my mother? It's uh, oh, we start to, like we talk a lot, Jake. <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door. <laughs> I had to, I, 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 I will not, I will avoid my little uh, improvisation <laughs> that I wrote during that little exchange. I mean. You you can add it now. It's whatever. I just where no, did you? Is, meet, this is real talk. Where did you meet my mother? <laughs> and the principal is she's a chlorophobic, Jake. We meet regularly. She gives me a good honking, Jake. God, damn it! I really uh, thought you were gonna go the other way on that. It's like, how did you meet my mother, Jake? Do you frequent dockside bars? <laughs> Jake, do you like baseball? Jake, have you uh, ever been to a Turkish bathhouse? God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's suddenly a knock at the door, and like the principal like gets like, answer the door, Jake, and then goes and checks it, and it's it's his friend. Um, I can't remember what the well, f- yeah, what was her name? Was. I didn't write it down. Shit. Um, One second, I have it up because I knew I would forget things in my <laughs> notes. It's like Stacy, right? Jenny, that's her name. Jenny, Jenny, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like Jenny. And then suddenly, um, Principal suddenly the school Martin is, is no normal. longer. Yeah, suddenly the school is like back to normal. Um, and then they. Where does it go from there? Like, basically, they. He tells her. He tells Jake to, to show her around, show her to her classes. 
and get her acquainted with the school. And then Jake yeah. starts trying to tell her, like, this school's weird. Everything's weird. We need to get out of here. And yeah, it's like, I don't know why my mom, like, oh, my parents, t- uh, your mom told me, or my parents to, like, move me here. I was like, wait, what do you mean? So, and it's like, so, like, after, like, oh, like a week ago, like, your par- your mom talked to my parents, and suddenly I'm, wor- I'm like, transferred here, too. And it's like, oh, God, this is so weird. And then I think the sorcerer shows up, and they start running. Yes, and that's the yeah, they run it. They run into. Yeah, and then they they end up running into a closet, um, where they run into the audio visual department. Yeah, and he's yeah the audio visual department to get away, and they see, uh, they see two guys, and one of them, they're like, "Oh, we saved two spaces for you to play the game," and they're uh, playing what is obviously Pop-O-Matic Trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's dark. Or no, Knight sorry, it's it's, it's the yeah, sorry, it's the Dark Knight branded. Uh, Don't torment me. Fun fact: you the chasing actually, game that really trust, frustrates. Last I checked, you could actually find like a copy of that on like Amazon or eBay. <laughs> so does it does does the Dark Knight version also have a also have a button where the entire board just fills with chocolate <laughs> sauce? It does not. <laughs> um, that's that's good. That would make it very hard to play that game. That makes a yes. very very messy game. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Jake and, and uh, Jenny. Jenny leave, um, and like the the AV student or person is just like, oh good, it's my turn. And he yeah, just, like, after the whole board just, just got like they hit the Pop-O-Matic yeah. bubble, and then the whole board just fills with chocolate sauce. And he's like, oh good, yeah. it's my turn. <laughs> and like touches yeah. it, and is like, ah oh, yes, and it's black gack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're gonna running. keep referring to this yeah. as a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. It really is just gonna be yeah. Um, so they're running down the halls. Um, they go down some set of stairs, and I think Jenny's like, there. "All right, yeah, this is really weird. Yeah. We need to we we should figure something out." And then I think it cuts away again, and we get more trivia. Uh, no, yeah. I, I have it pulled up here. So they're they're running because this is after Ginny explains like, "Oh, I came here because of your parents." And they turn a corner, and then oh, right. the yellow yeah. men and the sorcerer and the creepy teacher and the clown are there, and they're like, "Get out of here!" And they run as the camera is yeah. spinning as they're running down the hallway. Yeah. Right, and that's where we get the to be continued. Yeah, yeah. And then it and comes then it- back, and it's like, "We need to get out of here now." And Jenny's like. I don't know. I don't want to like be late on my first day of school or whatever. And then, uh, and then Jake's like, "You, you, you saw what was back there." I don't know what I saw. Yeah. And then I think his isn't his mom like suddenly in the hallway too, like with like some of the uh, the people there. That was or? that was the that was bef- that was the previous break. Those were there. That's that was not his mom. One? Okay. Yeah. And then Jake's like, "I need to go. We gotta go." And then the teacher and his mom show up, like peeking around corners, and he's looking crazy. And then. Yeah. He wakes up. Oh, after Jenny turns yeah. into a puddle of chocolate syrup. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Jenny? And then looks down, there's just come some clothes. Doesn't, uh, isn't the, it like the, the sorcerer sauce. touches her and then she, like, disappears? No. Or is she just gone? I think the sorcerer gone? was there. She's just gone. I think she's... Jake's looking... Yeah, she just faced Yeah. Out. They off-cameraed her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he wakes up and he hits his Nickelodeon slime clock. <laughs> Yep, and then goes downstairs and goes to have the uh, the oatmeal again, and then uh, starts eating some of it. It's actually like oatmeal, and then um, then he realizes it's not, and then he like 
checks his ear or something, and he's got like a like ink on his thumb, and he just starts screaming. No, yeah, um, not quite. Oh no, because no, he sorry, eats yeah, the it. There's a that. there's a doorbell yeah. ring. He goes and checks it. The sorcerer is there. He runs back into the kitchen, and all the weird people are there. And there's maggots uh, yeah, in his oatmeal, and then maggots there's... Maggots in motor oil in the oatmeal, yeah. And then there's yeah. chocolate syrup on his fingers, which he screams, and he ends looking like a dummy staring at the, the screen. Yeah, and, exactly. yeah, and Jenny, Jenny's there, here. too, but they didn't give her a special costume. Yeah, she's yeah, just, just literally sitting there. She's just sitting there in her, like, in her red sweater, and just yeah. laughing with everybody else. Yep. And and that's basically how Dark Knight Six's uh, plot ended. <laughs> yeah, not it, with a bang, but with a whimper. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of yeah. That was that was the end of Dark Knight. It, it was one of these things where like the other ones, we could kind of talk about like moment to moment. There was like there was stuff that seemed to have a through line and like was building to something. This one was just like stuff happens. Like it was like walking through a haunted house. It really does yeah. feel like talking before this, that it feels as if they had an idea in mind and they had to cut it out. Like, cause it really does have the fever dream, but it also feels as if like, maybe this is a psychotic break. And then also there's this other through line that maybe it's something else. And, it, it seems to have an implication of something more, very fever dream, but something more, and then it just kind of goes, nah, never mind, as if they're like, no, that's that's too rough, yeah. let's not. I think do also that. one thing that would have sold the dream, the dream kind of twist, is if Jake woke up in a normal looking house and then everything got weird again. Yeah, yeah, like the house itself was like, I not just like this weird, like obvious studio set. House. Yeah, like yeah, because that was the thing. Like he, he, to both parts, he wakes up in the same house with like lime green walls and his weird looking mom. Yeah, yeah. like it feels as if, um, I guess for mine, it, it feels as if he should have just woken up and been at school and just been like falling asleep in the middle of class. Like he just wakes up, yeah, not having a nightmare worked. at the first day of school, and it's. It is that, or even the it is a stable time loop. I.e., he just keeps reliving the day, but it's it's it, it kind of juxtaposed between weird and not. The kind of yeah. the fact that it goes from ooh, this is ooky spooky. It might be real. Nope, surprise, evil, laugh at screen, cut to black. Kind of just it it doesn't do anything for what they're trying to say. Yeah, it's just they they fell short. By the end of this one, because like they just oh it's it's weird it's isn't it so weird like ah uh, yeah they didn't open make interpretation any, um, yeah <laughs> it, it feels as if maybe there was another one and they had to just go with the weird route instead of the possible safe yeah. route because of their previous you know don't don't scare the kids and the the Dark Knight Five fiasco yeah and like. I'm also like I'm a huge like uh, like I like the idea of uh, open ended like endings, I guess, <laughs> or like like open to interpretation endings. But yeah, this one just yeah, it really just kind of falls flat. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's probably because they yeah they uh, were kind of debating whether or not they did they wanted to go they like cut back on the scary for this year. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it it really shows like I I guess as um. You know, I guess it's some like as a bumper to to fill time between commercials. Like this one works better because of the because it doesn't really have a through line. So like if you weren't part of the whole YTV power block, like you know, it makes just as anything just makes as much sense as anything else. 
Yeah. Especially since they were hammering in that whole Keep It Weird slogan for that year. Yeah, keep yeah. it weird, kids. Stay tuned for the poltergeist. <laughs> the sh- the movie that brought... Put fun back. Yeah, that's really weird. Like, why did they put in? There's a scene in Poltergeist where a dude rips his face off. Like, okay, well, I actually understand like why they put that movie in because I think the other previous Dark Knight, uh, uh, like years, they've had like a horror movie at the end of like the broadcasting. Um, I can't remember which ones they were, but there, I feel like there were like some horror movies uh, that always like preceded or um, yeah, preceded every no. Followed up on um, uh, the the listings of uh, like the horror themed or Halloween themed uh, TV shows that they were showing. Yeah, it, it's just but, I, I, maybe yeah. without knowing which ones that they used in the programming, but like Poltergeist is notorious <laughs> for scarring children when because they're like, oh, it's got a kid in it, it'll be great, and then like, nope, never looking at a TV scared of ghosts for the rest of my life. Like oh god, I wonder if they I wonder if they chose because oh we're doing this clown skit and Poltergeist has clown <laughs> and that's one way to terrify everyone. In fact, Poltergeist has a lot of things. Actually, in fact, yeah, thinking no, about it, it the the guy I I talked about the uh I was one of the guys I know that's terrified are like watched Poltergeist way too young is a Canadian. Uh, what is it, Matt McMuscles from the the Best Friends crew? Super, yeah, Super yeah, Best Friends. Yeah, I was talking yeah. about how. Yeah. I just, uh, like, for one of their uh, shitstorms of scariness, I was talking about how he watched Poltergeist, and he's like, it has, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. He's about our age. I wonder if he watched it during Dark Night, and that's why, because he's like, I watched that way too young, and it really messed me up. Yeah. I remember watching that pretty young, too. So, And, like, I think before this, uh, this Dark Night, I think I remember watching it, like, early 90s. So... But yeah, like, yeah. Usually, it's a, it's it, it is an odd choice. Like they they, I'm surprised they didn't have like Hocus Pocus or Hocus um, Pocus is terrible though. I know, but it was '90s. Like it was appropriately '90s and, and Halloween themed. Uh, <laughs> but fair, probably it was fair. probably probably at the time it was also it was maybe they couldn't have got the rights for that kind of thing. But still, there should have been like there, you think there would have been other another like like a horror movie that they would have been like. Oh, are we being too scary this year? It's like, no, we'll 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 even it out with with Poltergeist. <laughs> Just like ridiculous. Yeah, um, and like, yeah. I guess the it's. I guess at this point we can kind of talk about how we would make a game out of this, since that's the other way we talk about yeah. this series. I, I so kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, uh, well, so there's not a I whole lot to... to latch onto here, is the thing. Like, I think there's there's a con- lot of there's concepts here there's that we can latch things. onto, but I think one of the biggest discussions we should make is like the pitfall of trying to be weird and what that ended up doing to it. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Like being so weird that like you lost your audience or you lost your you'd lose your players like because like this makes no sense like oh well it's not supposed to it's weird it's like okay well thanks for wasting my my time yeah and like there's a proper way to do weird and this this might also just come from the research I do but like weird is a genre is like an amalgam of horror fantasy and science fiction and like when people yeah. say weird they think of the derivative of like ooh it's it, it's creepy it's ooky it's a little spooky but I don't get it but like 
when you need to make a weird story, the whole point of it should be to create a situation that is bizarre, possibly a little misunderstandable or ununderstandable, but never be rug pulling and never be juvenile to it. Like the best, like I can point to a couple of weird situ stories right now. The the the, the most easiest for anybody to watch right now. Are, have access to right now is the Southern Reach trilogy um, by um, uh, Jess Vandermeer and uh, the movie they based off of it, like the Annihilation film. Like That is solidly yeah. in the weird genre, and that is weird. It is a, it is a, It feels like a fever dream for half of it, but it never just cheapens itself. It, it follows through on the weirdness in a way that allows it to be satisfying without being ooky, spooky, or just mundane. And there's a fine line that's hard to describe to get that. And it, one, of, one of the reasons for this kind of discussion is um, I've been trying to look up weird genre games and like outside of some very specific pulp settings, like the Weird West of Deadlands and like Palladium doing like Kitchen Soup, you don't get a lot of that mechanical benefits or settings and system that can do it properly. You have to pick and choose from an action genre, a science fiction genre, a fantasy genre. Yeah. Or a horror genre. Like, like Dreamlands, I could see like for like Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu stuff, like the Dreamlands is kind of your, your go-to or the, the, the big C, uh, Carcosa. <laughs> yeah. And like that, that's the easy one to pull for this. Like this is, the, when it is a fever dream, this is Carcosa or the Dreamlands. Like it's a kid that has stumbled into the Dreamlands, and is just using yeah. the power of the Dreamlands to re re experience the same day. Or if you're using Carcosa, it's the the that idea of entropy, but it, it's sped up in such a way that it actually has a face of the the the, the sorcerer as who's the cause of it. Yeah, like he'd definitely be our like tattered king kind of. Yeah. Unlike uh, that, that that's the easy way to pull out of this, and that's the easy go to because Carcosa is just very simple. Of things get worse in repetition until you go mad. Um, but like I, I my my biggest issue with this, like I said, is like it should have ended weirder. It should have ended with him going to school and like um, an amalgam of like, oh yeah, we've seen the principal without the clown makeup and with the clown makeup. Maybe we go and. Uh, maybe the last scene is literally him going to orientation, meeting his friend, and his and his uh, principal is in clown makeup. Just something that's bizarre, yeah. but combines both elements in this semi-satisfying but uh, amusing way. You know, one yeah, thing like I had thought of, like, just kind of basing this in something that feels sort of in the theme of the... of this... Um, uh, have you ever seen the, uh, the video for MGMT's kids? Yes. Uh, no. Um, so one of the things I remember from that video is that it's like from the perspective of a baby and everybody the baby is familiar with shows up like people and everybody the baby has not seen are like horrifying monsters. Oh God! And uh, one thing, one thing that came to me, and one thing, I don't know how well it would work. Oh my God! Yes, doing, I remember doing this a, now. Doing a doing a doing like a little fears game based on just your first day of school. Yeah. And like, 
like having to get used to like this whole new structure and all these other random adults and being away from the house for a long time, meeting all these other people, like being exposed to a greater culture as a whole. And just taking that through like the eyes of like a five year old. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's actually yeah. a, a, a an excellent a, a example because that even goes back to the the idea we keep touching about little fears of like your fears make it worse. So like the kid going to the principal office automatically turns him into a monster. His friend shows up. Oh, that kind of calms it down because my friend's here. You're not a yeah, principal. You're was, not a clown. Yeah. But then you start getting paranoid again. Yeah, so make it more like a psychological... God, a Little Fears psychological horror game. Little Fears can be very psychological, but it's usually just run as a monster uh, yeah. a week situation. Yeah. Um, but I uh, also... There, there is an element in there that we can that that is worthy of what Matt is saying specifically of pulling out that this thing plucks at but doesn't fully like get to. Um, there's actually a new video out by H Bomber guy. I don't know if any of y'all watch him. He does a lot of. Uh, I've heard of him. I don't know if I've watched a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Um, there's some of his. Th- uh, I can't remember the one that he's done before. Uh, he does a lot of commentary. I, I post him a couple times on the Discord. Anyways, he did a recent video on Lovecraft and how he hates how he about a film that he hated and then is loved after going through experiences. Uh, long story short, it's a, it, the, the film is about uh, it's called Cthulhu. Surprise! Um, it's based off oh, Shadows of Inmouth. Very loosely, it's yeah. about a homosexual going home to his very, very Protestant, anti-LGBTQ uh, com- uh, father after the death in the family, and having to deal with that type of uh, homophobia and xenophobia on top of other weird stuff going on. But it's this, yeah. what you were talking about, Matt, about play a kid that's going to school for the first time and having new rules, new structures, new people, like... The, the entire video talks about how that's one of the things that Lovecraft did, is it provide a viewpoint for the outsider to and, and their experiences of, you know, these unknowable things I can't control, this judgmental work, these entities that can just crush me at any moment. It provided, uh, Lovecraft, he was saying, provided that viewpoint for people of the LGBTQ and outsider communities. And that's what you kind of need to latch onto for this game, and what Matt's idea is, is taking that idea of alienation, isolation, and inability to control and being at the whim of these power structures that you can't even understand, and turning it into a game of little fears, using the elements of cosmic horror as your elements for this very silly kids game. Yeah, and I feel like... The only way to really make that work is to not make it apparent what it is, but kind of let your players come to the realization. Yeah, it has to be a, a, a it has to be a journey of self discovery. We use that phrase a lot, but or, but it does. It comes back to my fun. old like comes comes back to my old game idea of run a Cthulhu game, but uh, don't don't give the players the hint that all of the monsters you're describing are actually just Pokemon. <laughs> It, oh god, yeah. There is so many times I would actually adore that game because there's so many times people are focused on the visuals 
of and the spectacle of cosmic horror that they don't realize sometimes it's super goofy and that it's not something to be scared of. Like the Pokemon idea is fabulous because what is it like? Oh, there's a horse-shaped object that's flaming, and as it steps, it leaves craters in the ground because Ponytas. What is it? Hooves are harder than diamonds. Like, right. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's it's run as or, it run. It causes craters in the ground, and as uh, anybody that has a Geiger counter sees it goes off as it's setting off um, radiation from you know diamonds compacting and creating X rays and all that stuff. Like Jesus. it's terrifying. It's hilarious <laughs> when you understand what's going on, and this even kind of um, that that idea even kind of segues into. Um, there was a game about two years ago that posted of uh, the idea of creating four-dimensional objects in a 3D plane. Um, yeah, oh God. I think I've told you about this, Matt. But it's essentially the idea of, like, if you present something to a player they don't understand, they get spooky by it. But if you can give them a concept, they wrap their hand around it. It doesn't have to be spooky. It becomes interesting. So the idea of this one is the idea of, like, on a two-dimensional plane, the only way are in a two-dimensional world, the only way for them to interact with a three-dimensional object is in 2D. So, like, if a cube or a circle goes through a 2D plane, it starts small, gets big, and gets small again. They extracted and, um, they extruded this idea into a three-dimensional plane of, like, well, the only way that a three-dimensional 3.5-dimensional object, like, humans could interact with a higher-dimensional plane is through a 3D object that shows up. And as you play this tester for a game, I think it's dead now, it could actually scale through time and space that you would go through, like, a tesseract and get trapped in the center until you scrolled it back or scrolled it forward. Hmm. It super hurts the head, which means it's a good concept. (laughs) But, like, that idea of, like, oh, no, this pulsing, expanding pool, what is it? And then it's like, oh, it's just a giant horse that just got uh, a fifth-dimension horse that got trapped in here, and you're just wandering through the horse cave. Until it disappears and there's nothing left. That's a weird ass game, but it's it's also a really silly game. Yeah, no, I, I like that idea of like the just <laughs> flavoring it different, or just like not flavoring it different, but like just like using its abilities, not its descriptor. The, the descriptors are how you shape individuals' perception. You use spooky words yeah. that people don't know to make them fearful. You use comforting and familiar words to make something inviting. Which is which is what this video, uh, what this dark, uh, this is one of the things that the the this dark night does well, is that it automatically sets up. Uh, Matt just sent me a peering uh, into the cross section yeah. of the horse. Uh, uh, the one I was thinking of is the cell, the film with uh, I can't remember a name. The, the oh, yeah, there's there's four images of this of this uh, of this fourth dimensional horse. Good God! I didn't even know this was a thing when I used that example. Uh, I only remembered it because somebody used it as an excuse to 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 draw hyper horse in a different idea. Yeah, this is great. This is awesome. Um, but yeah, and it just runs in, just runs out of time. And that's what a that's what a higher dimensional being would look like in a yeah. smaller one. But yeah, that's when I got this. I, Go ahead. Yeah, I got this book from this like crackpot theory called like imagining the twelfth dimension or something. Is it how the tenth dimension is the highest dimension? I've seen that video before. Someone was doing calculations. Yeah, yeah. I I got the book based on that video. Cool. Nice. Um, and then I think I read about halfway through it, and somewhere in there, it's like, "Is this book a crock?" Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> it's, 
Is this a theory? Yes, a game theory. All right, super done. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like just like those guys. Is like, no, I read like eight different books on like dimensional theory, and this is my idea of what the tenth dimension is. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting back to Dark Knight, like we we were talking about how perception and language informs what it is if it's spooky or not. Like that's the good thing mm-hmm. this thing yeah. does is like you wake up and it's spooky. The the mom looks like she's from every nineties. She's every '90s mom crossed with a black hole son. The room is wrong in that like bizarre kids way that Sitcom automatically way. puts you on edge, yeah. expecting weirdness. The clowns are over the top, but then again, clowns are always evil, so like you don't even need them to be over the top. Um, yeah, you can just have a clown. <laughs> and then there's the goo. And then there's yeah. the goo. And then there's the. Go ahead. Like this, like exotic. It's just like this exotic chemical that, or like exotic substance that is. Uh... Like tainting everything or corrupting everything, like monster blood uh, from from yeah uh, uh, goosebumps. Goosebumps, yeah. 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 To to kind of uh, segue into an idea I had actually from this was uh, so I headcanon wise, I feel like um, this could exist in the same world as the Dark Knight Four one, just in a different locale. Um, and in fact, if you were to take like these three uh, Dark Knights, uh, these three years of uh, these skits, um, Dark Knight four, five, and six. Um, you could make take those and like use them as inspiration for three separate scenarios that are all set in the same like world, just different locations. Yeah, except that of, like, the a Dark Knight, like the Dark Knight slime from four is like I don't know. The Dark Knight slime from four is is a bit different in that like it causes a bunch of stuff, whereas this Dark Knight slime is like instant and it doesn't turn you into like a weird vampire with like well, it plus changes jewels. depending it, on where you it are. turns you into a weird it just turns you into like i don't know part of the Adams family yeah no no okay so here's here, here's my thing my thought process on this so like in dark knight 4 it was in like the downtown core um of a major city so like dingy like raves like parties and like the cd underbelly of a city and stuff like that so that's how it like kind of it 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 enhanced that stuff um, and like, like the character's journey from like, uh, like going, walking down, like walking through streets, trying to find this place was basically like them gradually being corrupted by the, by the substance, um, by Mr. Barker or uh, the Barker man. Um, mm-hmm. and then in the next one, it's like, say like just out, like out, like out in the, the, the boonies of the city. Um, and so like alien sightings and like weird, like, uh, like, just yeah, UFOs and aliens and, and stuff like it's that. It's the small town just fear some of something beyond outsiders. showing up and yeah. changing the small yeah, the time mindset. Exactly, yeah. So you have that. And then with this one, we uh with Dark Knight Six, we have suburbia kind of like uniformity, um just the weird again, like the kid like going to like his his first day at school, so like it's corrupting like it, it corrupts quick, like faster or in a different way than the stuff that would in like a different locale. So it's like an environmentally um, changing uh, force. So like it's almost like Stepford Wives, like kind of because like, I, I, I kind of get like a Stepford Wife or like just like the, again that conformity un- uniformity kind of thing with added like Adam's family weirdness with the suburbia stuff. So. Yeah, and just because it's like downplaying with the whole I, like suburbia. I, yeah, I can kind of so. see where you're coming from, and that each Dark Knight does see, could be viewed as focusing on a different aspect of the greater metropolis mindset. So you have the the inner city 
the suburbs and this one that we're watching in the, you know, out of town slash small town rural area. Um, yeah. That is an, that is an actually interesting concept. I think you would have to change that a bit. Cause like this is the, the puppet and the, I, I, it's not the American dream. I guess the Canuckian dream. Is that a thing? Um, <laughs> the Canuckian dream. Um, uh, maybe <laughs> the Canuckian dream is what, what the, uh, the sixth one is, and it'd be interesting to see, like, if it is a... It feels as if it's a corruption but through exaggeration, as the boy essentially, yeah. uh, Jake, ends up becoming what looks like a ventriloquist dummy by the end of it. And, like, yeah, exactly. And, like, the, all the kids were, like, conformed to, like, one thing. They all looked in unison, and, like, um, again, like, there's some weirdness with the clowns and so that, just, I think that's just, like, a really... That's just weirdness, but... Again, like the the whole like like the whole like out of um like out of your your safe space kind of situation of like going to a new school or like just living in suburbia. Yeah, and like that's that's a concept that you can divorce straight from this that you could use. That's a that's a good idea. It's like all these dark knights kind of show a way of plucking out and making um or or, or a mindset you can use when you design a horror game of like what is a thing where you live that is being pushed even subconsciously by the culture around you. And how yeah. can you put that at a forefront to be terrifying or like not even be terrifying, but create a game out of it. So like suburbia, new school fitting in, um, falling in line. Um, all these examples we talked about, you can even pull one from like, I'm getting a job at a library, like the, as the slime, if you want to use that as the catalyst for you, you, you start losing your ability to speak and you start organizing thing and you get, you develop a fear of like what happens as a library or as a, duh, or whatever your job slash locale is. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, there would be other like locations, like not just the downtown core or the suburbs or even like, I, I figure like it's probably like a satellite town. Cause like, that's a, a big thing up here is, there's big cities and there's tons of like satellite towns around it, like farm towns and stuff that are around the bigger cities. That got up uh, as the city expanded, got appropriated into it. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of those. Um, but yeah, that there, that was like one of the, of the big things that I came off of. Like just like head cannon. These are all like kind of in the same thing, just different locations. Um, another one. I thought it would be interesting, like, story seed or, like, game seed, uh, just kind of, like, I guess, low, maybe even low-hanging fruit would be uh, the the wake-up-somewhere-weird contest. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, called kidnapping. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, super, like, like something like, like, oh, yeah, you won this contest, and then you woke up, like, the next day, like, as soon as you won the contest that night, um, you woke up somewhere weird. <laughs> you woke up, like, in this, like, Yeah, it's like, creepy... it's like, um, that, uh... The Michael something movie, The Game. Oh, that movie's awesome. Oh. I'm not familiar with that one. The Game? It's a it's a weird movie. Um, Really good, though. Where this guy gets... Uh, to, like, this this rich... This, this I can't remember. What's the name of the actor? Michael I, I Douglas. I never remember his... Michael Douglas. Okay, yeah. I was getting mixed up with the guy who played Kramer on Seinfeld. <laughs> um... But yeah, he's play- he's like this rich asshole like he was like he is in every movie he's in. Um yeah. and one of his like presents for like his 50th birthday is this like this like certificate to this entertainment company which starts by asking him a very personal like 150 question survey. 
and then creates this uh creates this personal quote unquote game for him where he has to find keys and stuff um i i don't even know how to describe it like it just it just keeps getting more and more like ridiculous as it goes on yeah it's it's a sure, borderline like, supernatural thriller because like it is 100% a hardcore thriller but the the thing goes on and it gets weirder and weirder and weirder um the best Real life version of this you can look up as the Mysterious Package Company, uh, which is a experimental online service started in 2013, which does stuff like this. It creates ARGs personalized for you. They're hella expensive, but it's like, if you, you can sign someone up for them or you can sign up yourself and you'll get a will in the mail from a long distant dead relative and an odd, uh, box you're told never to open. And then like a couple of weeks later, you might get a key to the box, or maybe there's a wireless thing that bounce, makes the box go off every 24 hours, and like inside God. is another thing that leads to this kind of rabbit hole. Um, and that that idea from both the game and this is is that like you wake up and you're you don't know reality from fantasy. You can't tell what's going on if this is part of the contest or if it's not. Yeah. It's also kind of like playing, like like playing with the same themes of the um, the the skits themselves, not just the contest, but like also the skits. Like the kid, like suddenly you're trapped in this like weird version of like your like somewhere that you didn't think you were going to be when you woke up. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, like Jake, basically, like Jake's stuck in in this weird future perfect school. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's this. Uh, that, that, that's a good idea seed to like plop your characters in and the, the 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 way you expose it and unravel the plot is different depending on your genres but like hey guys wake yeah. up here what's going on i don't know you went to bed you know you went to you went to bed in your bed you went to bed uh you were drunk you, you got super drunk and blacked out and oh you were in a hospital bed you know getting surgery and now you're just here on the floor yeah exactly it's just like uh, you and like you have no idea where, how you got there, and like oh, and there's this weird scraping sound coming from down the hall. <laughs> it's Pyramid Head. We're in downpour and homecoming. Oh no! Oh god. Uh, <laughs> I think that yeah, also so ties into the, the idea of like beyond your control. Like the, the like, like we were mentioning, the, there's always that fear of beyond the uh, something's beyond your control, and that someone is controlling you. This definitely ties into that, and would be a good way of. Further enhancing that thematic element in your game is, you know, if your game is about things beyond humans' control, messing with them, actually having the game start in a way that is beyond the player's control, narratively, like waking up in this situation is fine. Taking away mechanical control might be possible, but it's very hard to do successfully. And would take a yeah. lot of practice and comfort with your players. Yeah, you have to have a lot of trust with your players when you're doing those kind of experimental uh, horror games. Um, yeah, the other don't the, say open. One of the last ones. <laughs> what? what? Speaking of experiment, what? don't say open. What? No. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Um, um. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, the other one I had is uh, yeah. So like the best friend Jess or uh, Jenny, um, like suddenly just like 
is there, like, perfectly normal, and then Jake just turns around, and she's been off-screen slimed to death, <laughs> or, like, slimed, and then she's she's back again. So I had this idea, it's like, it's like what if she's just, like, basically a, a, a goo mimic or, like, a Shoggoth lord, like, for, again, another scenario idea? <laughs> Like she is the goo, like just like assuming the like a, a friendly form or uh, like a uh, giving him a false sense of security in this madness. It's a, oh, it's fair. it's a weird one because like well, as we discussed before, like there's a lot of stuff in here that could be good, but there's not <coughs> a lot. Like yeah, but it's I, definitely not the. Uh, I honestly the best. think the best you could get out of this is just go watch the game. I think that was actually the best comment anybody has made so far. Is like, do you like this? Go watch the game. Do the game yeah. and then come back and talk about it. Yeah, it's a it's a it, I I like it. It's a good movie. Alright. Okay. There's also a movie that we threw around a lot in um in college because we were all terrible meme lords. <laughs> um Alright, so is there anything else to say about uh for like the Dark Knight for in spring anything else uh, about this one anyway? It was a very uh it was <laughs> I'll say the Dark Knight as a whole. Is a very is a very ambitious concept for a thing that you put in between TV shows and commercials. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an interesting guess- idea, and uh, I can't say I want to. Actually, I think Kids WB had a lot of sketches like this, but they never yeah. did anything. I know they had a lot of ongoing events. I don't think they ever had anything specifically for Halloween. Yeah, like, this was, like, I think YTV did, like, other things, like, during the year, during, like, other, like, parts of the year and stuff, but, like, this was, like, the one that everybody looked forward to in the 90s, at least I did and my group of friends. Um, right, I think yeah. even, like, people, like, like even celebrities, like, from, like, Canadian celebrities, like, still remember this. Like, I remember, like, hearing that, like, Ellen Page um, tweeted, like, hey, guys, and, and, like, like around Halloween one, one year, it's just like, hey, remember Dark Knight and stuff of that? Like, <laughs> like, the, it was like, and it, like, it actually got some, like, extra, some, like, some publicity from, like, that celebrity, but, yeah, I, I don't know, out of the, out of the three, like, the, the, the three main ones that they put out, um, I guess, how would you guys think, like, how would you rate it? Like, best to worst? Like, I feel like, Dark Knight Six definitely did like kind of screw the pooch at the end, like finish, like it was just not, it fell flat. Yeah, I feel like I feel like four, five, six is a good progression. I liked. Yeah, I liked four more than five. <laughs> yeah, I was originally a huge fan of five, um, and then like doing this and re like rewatching the other ones, like yeah, I really actually enjoyed four more because four actually had like a night a better narrative than five. Four even, is the best. Like, especially yeah. for me, because it's just like, it's goofy, it's silly, it's spooky, it's what the Dark Knight, from what I've experienced, wants to be. Five is yeah. the- uh, theoretically the most interesting, because of being a found footage, and like, the time period and what it is is fascinating to me. And six is the most disappointing, because- I, you sh- I saw that one first, and it super yeah. colored all of my opinions. Like, I loved it until, like, the end, and then I was sorely disappointed with it. And it's one of those disappointments that kind of drags down the entirety of the, 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 the short. But as a whole, yeah, I, just- I, 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 always, I, I always appreciate ambition when it's in a, in a, in a project, anything that tries to do anything weird and, and off kilter. Um, I always champion, so I, I I think in the end, even with it, we even with six being 
horrible and garbage. Like, on the whole, it was a really cool thing I wish they would bring back or maybe have some type of spiritual success or two. Like, maybe even just have, like, a Dark Knight film or, like, a web series or something like that. The, the, yeah, I, I, Sorry, uh, I, I did hear um, uh, back in 2016 they did uh, uh, there's a, a theater group in uh, in Toronto actually got Phil and Paul to reprise their like to like to come on and like do a kind of like a uh, a uh, what is it a not a what do they call that um, cameo uh, walk on. No, okay, no, it's like a revitalization of like the Dark Knight. Like they, like they actually did like an event that was like, um, oh, like they revi- did. Like, okay, they actually did a yeah. Dark Knight segment. Yeah, they did. They did like a it was a stage thing, um, and it was uh, basically they had like two or three movies, and it was just basically like a movie night kind of situation. Um, but they had the and, and like, they were those the framing guys. device. Yeah, basically, yeah. Between shows, I don't know if they're. Do- I don't know if they're doing it like every year now, but like, yeah, like when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, it's, it, they, I like it. I would love to see like a movie or like a, a like you said, a web series, um, kind of take on this idea, like Dark Knight from like the, the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But I don't know. Otherwise, it's like it's just like kind of one of those fond memories I have of the of Halloween during the nineties. And probably uh, in, like inspired my uh, or kind of got me into like um, like creepy stories and like creep pastas and like just horror in general. No, and I, I I think it does have a especially for the our Canadian your Canadian audience it does have a special place in like the history of horror as something that is that I've heard this discussed before. People want more horrific media that bridges the gap between, like, kids' spooky stuff and adults. So, like, something for, like, the 80s slasher films that were like, hey, you're 13, go watch these people get horribly murdered. And it seems as if Dark Knight was the precursor or, like, one of the few bastions for Canadian television that allowed for that kind of jump. Especially with the fact they were showing Poltergeist and Buffy... And, like, Goosebumps all in the same programming. And I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. take on the history of horror, because now we have, like, creepypastas as that bridge between horror and whatnot. And it's yeah. it's it's an interesting observation. Yeah, and, again, it's also, like, for, like, game-wise, like, it's why there's, like, kind of been a reprisal of, or, like, a, like a an increase in popularity for like horror tabletop games and stuff like that, like Call of Cthulhu, Fear Itself, um, Little Fears, uh, even Monster and Other Childish Things, um, at least in certain circles. <laughs> um, like they're, they, these like, they all like kind of like feed off of that whole, like kind of nostalgia horror or that kind of nostalgia for like that time period or like that, um, uh, that time when we like, yeah, like, Dark Knight was a thing, or like '80s slasher movies, like from the '80s, and uh, or like horror movies from the '80s and '90s, kind of were like a bridgestone between like adult stuff and like kid stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's hard to really kind of place it because yeah, it, and that's the thing. Like this year, or this year, the last the, this one we watched is like the all right, let's tone it down. Also, we're gonna show Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand that because like that was in their interview. Like, yeah, we were wondering if we'd gone too 
too scary in the last one, and then and then they do this. I think <laughs> like what? I think one of the things about that is like a film. While it will make kids have nightmares, it is clearly explained that this is a film and like their parents can talk to them about it. Yeah. Found footage, especially in the area of that, is like you can't prove to me it's not real without like a lot of work. And it's it's yeah. an interesting observation if you look into found footage films of like people before that was a thing freaked out and were are not able to separate because it was a it was kind of a yeah, destruction. That's what made Blair Witch so oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. Was like nobody yeah. knew or. Yeah, people didn't understand the if it was yeah, real. Or yeah, it's this destruction so... of the liminality between television storytelling and reality. It's kind of the same thing that happens with ARGs, and like they, we're getting more yeah. acclimated to it in the current environment. ARGs still do it, but like with the glut of whatever it is, the horror movie that is just cameras. Um, like people are getting more and more. <laughs> used to the idea of found footage being finger quote wheel and being able to separate like no this is clearly fake versus this is this this is reality yeah I definitely think the advent of the internet like again like the glut like you're saying the glut like now but like even before that like in the last like decade or so um, the sheer glut of just like YouTube video, like random sightings of videos of like aliens and monsters and ghosts and stuff online like there's a whole culture now like for like uh, it's like, oh, let's just watch these spooky videos. We don't believe in them, but, like, they're really cool to watch. Or, like, they're just, like, is it real? It's like, no, of course it's not. It's just CGI. It's just been, like, mocked up because you can do that now so easily. Yep, that's me. That was me for the last two weeks going through spooky videos because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Again, I still go back to the one where, like, oh, God, is it, is it, there's some alien stalking these kids in, like, a, in a cemetery? And then my buddy was just like, no, it's, it's just clearly some old guy, some homeless guy or, like, the, the grave, like, the grave curator. You can see his jacket. It's just, like, beyond the tombstones. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just that kind of thing. It's, like, again, like, a little bit of hysteria mixed in with, like, kind of combating with, like, everything's fake on the Internet. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, yeah, we're definitely, I think, acclimating to, like, separating what is real and what is not, but I don't think we're quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also one of these things that just, like, horror kind of changes with the with the styles of the time. Like, I know, I, I went and saw The Exorcist, like, a couple years ago for the first time. I'd never seen it before. And I'd always heard people talking about, like, how it was the scariest movie they'd ever seen, and, like... I'm not going to claim that I'm not, like, I'm, I get scared by a lot of things, like, very easily. Um, yeah. And I went and saw The Exorcist, and, like, honestly, like, it's it's about two hours of, like, weird medical procedures, followed by 15 minutes of the part that everybody remembers. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, like, forget about, like, like, if you haven't seen it for a while, you kind of forget about, like, there's a whole section just kind of, like... Again, like you said, procedural, and then it goes into like that. Yeah, it's it's well, it's one of these things. Like it's the interesting thing about that movie is that it's it's the way that people would react to seeing a demonic possession. That it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my daughter has some psychological problems. I'm going to take her to see a therapist. Oh, the therapist didn't work. The therapist recommended me to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist doesn't know what's going on. They're giving me a whole team of psychiatrists. That team says this. It could be this like disorder that people think they're like possessed by a demon and then the mom's reaction is like so you're the 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 mom's like actual reaction is like the team of the best psychiatrists in the world is telling me to hire a witch doctor to cure my daughter 
And then she goes to the priest who like who does the exorcism and he says like, all right, well, if we wanted to do this, we'd have to get in a time machine and go back to the 1600s before people knew about mental illness. You should go see a psychiatrist. And it just kind of like continues around that way. It's it's just this thing where it's like the mundanity of it is what makes it like fascinating. And like the bigger horror there is today more than anything else, because I think we're kind of past the satanic panic at this point by a bit, which is kind of what drove this film. Like, this film is what associated Ouija boards with the devil. Yeah. Prior to that, there was that was not a thing. The devil. <laughs> and, like, the thing, the more, the, the, it's a more subtle horror now about, like, and I feel like if I was a parent and watching this, it would be different, where, like, the, it's the bigger horror of your child is ill, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's a very humanizing film, and then the rug falls out to reveal demons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I mean, we do know that the devil is possessing her very early because of a lot of shenanigans, uh, and also it is called The Exorcist. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of like, like my daughter is my daughter. You see, she's very sick. I can't do anything to fix it. This is my last hope is like this thing that is total nonsense that I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to put all my like belief in. And ultimately, I guess minor spoilers for a movie from the seventies, like the exorcism doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It they Doesn't just get transferred. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The one, the main priest that's running the exorcism dies, and the other priest is like, "Take me, take me instead." And then, as he's getting possessed, he jumps out a window to his death. Except well, he doesn't okay. die because Exorcist Three, yeah. he comes back, and it's spooky as crap. Well, also Exorcism Two, Reagan is still possessed. Like, let's let's just ignore that there are sequels. But to this James movie Earl Jones is in the second one, and he roars like a leopard. Yeah, the second one is nonsense. The second one has an Inception machine. <laughs> yeah, and she does. goes to a therapist whose like entire office is made out of mirrors. Like, what the hell? Yep. And then James Earl Jones is both a doctor, but then also like a witch doctor that spits a cherry tomato into a pool. I I don't understand. <laughs> There's locusts and Pazuzu. <laughs> I was always like, next time on El Dente Real Talk, the Exorcist trilogy. <laughs> no. I mean, we could. We like, could. Do you, get I, it? do you want to dig I'm into the that. shit? Do you, Do you want to be very right. disappointed by how good the first movie is? How bad <laughs> the, the second others? one is, and then how okay the this third is one like, is in comparison to yeah, the first it's, one? It's, it's honestly know. like watching it's honestly like watching Terminator Two and then Terminator Three, Four, and Five. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. All right, so like it's like, well, Termi- Terminator Terminator Three is like awful, and then Terminator Four and Five are like they're okay. They're, they're pretty okay movies. And then Terminator Genesis happened, and, like, I don't know, Arnold needed money. <laughs> Arnold needed money. And Arnold needed That's... money for his re-election campaign that year. Yeah. He needed to remind yeah. the voters that he could fight off the cold is, government be by the being a cold government robot. Yep. Um... But if that's if that's it, we have for Dark Knight Six. And... I think so. I think we spoke for a lot longer on this than it deserves to have be spoken on. <laughs> we, we meandered Probably. about because, unfortunately, like yeah. we said, yeah. it's 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 not a very cohesive story. It's not very yeah. good. 
Yeah, it's 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 about as cohesive as a as a uh, David Lynch uh, TV series. <laughs> I would you argue will not, you will not go. You will not go besmirching the name of David Lynch. <laughs> me, me, and Matt will find you, and we will fight you. David Lynch makes I mean, stories that make sense to David Lynch. Just because you don't understand it and I don't understand it doesn't mean there isn't a point. David Lynch I'm makes sorry. stories intentionally only understandable by David Lynch. <laughs> I, I love Twin Peaks, but that shit made no fucking sense by the end. Clearly you didn't understand. You need to just be a Lynch. Clearly. I kind of like guess. dug I, – I had to dig into it a bit to kind of get it and now I it, – it's its own thing. The the return okay. the return explains things in a way that is complicated. Oh, good. <laughs> Basically, what All we're right. saying is, if you're ever in a relationship with David Lynch, you're just going to be it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was what was it like? There was that interview like God is a woman. You care to elaborate on that? No. No. <laughs> yeah. No. That's. <laughs> That, from what I understand, that's mostly like that's most of his responses for like. Would you like to elaborate on that? No. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we're never gonna know like how the baby from Eraserhead worked because David Lynch does not want to ruin the magic. Yeah, like that's just that's just how that's just how David Lynch do. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. I guess we have some more fodder, like in the near in the future for Al Dente Real Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Could, God, we could hit. Yeah, we could hit that. Exorcist, like, <laughs> the David Lynch projects. You you name a oh, you name fuck. a horror series, we can delve into it. Heck, we could do Saw even. No, uh, let's not do Saw. You, I've not you seen could I've you could do Saw. Though. I'm gonna stay away from uh, Saw. I'm, I, I have I have avoided Saw. They're not good. There's an interesting meta implication to it. I've talked about before. I've, I've listened to your Ugly Talk, and yeah, honestly, uh, listeners should check out Ugly Talk. <laughs> yes, please do. Check it out. They know things. Dot com. Yes. Uh, actually, yeah. On on that, do you guys have anything else you want to promote <laughs> before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, uh, come to our podcast, Drunk and Ugly, drunkandugly.com, uh, join our Discord, chat.drunkandugly.com, go to our YouTube channel, yt.drunkandugly.com, check us out on Twitter, at the Drunk and Ugly. uh, I myself am at spacecow2455, uh, Travis is at underscore juju monster, or juju underscore monster, rather. Yes. Juju um, underscore monster. I- we're also working on a game, uh, if you want to get updates on it, go to goblin.house. Goblin House! Uh, G-O-B-L-I-N dot house. Uh, we're most of the way there. Hopefully we'll have it out by, like, November of this year. Um, uh, on my end, I run a Patreon, uh, TGASQ3, just patreon.com slash TGASQ3. I run weird shit, usually for the Oh, yeah, two. also, both of us, both of us are on Twitch. Uh, Travis is mostly doing, but mostly on Twitch Creative. Um... What's your what's your Twitch handle? Wandering Scholar. Um, if I stream, it's may uh, I usually stream at the beginning of the month or when the mood strikes me, making uh, scenarios and RPG campaigns for this month. Uh, you, my mm-hmm. my Patreon is basically at the beginning of the month. I I pull my patrons in my Discord for what they want. I spend the rest of the month writing. I take two weeks to run it, and then I take a week to edit it and post it up. So you can find me on creative writing, talking through my ideas, and uh, figuring out how to tell the weird stories I want to tell 
and systems people want to play. Yeah, and then I'm on Twitch uh, again, Space Cow two four five five. I'm trying to get one of the other Space Cows. There's there's two there's people that have the handle Space Cow and Space underscore Cow, and they both have less than they both follow less than five people, have zero followers, and apparently never stream. And I'm just I'm waiting for them to spend their three months not on Twitch so I can take one of their handles. Uh, but you can also find me uh, if that handle ever changes. You can always find me at orbitalbeef.com. Uh, yes. I I have a you I have a habit desperately of making me I, want to I, eat some ribs. Ribs are made of pork. You can get beef ribs. Yeah. This changes everything. <laughs> Suddenly, Matt becomes a cannibal. <laughs> Actual cannibal, yeah. Um, uh, I guess, yeah. Uh, I think I've plugged all my shit. Uh, we do have all the talks okay. we've mentioned before. Um, if yeah, theyknowthings.com. Yeah, if you're a fan, listen, make a comment. Or if you're a fan of Alden Taylor Gamortz here, if you, tell if you have them a thing to tell you us. To, yeah, if you, wanted, if you want to have us discuss a thing, like bring it to us and we'll like uh, evaluate it as a topic. We got a big old Google Doc of talk, topics we go through and a lot of times, just whatever strikes us at the moment. Um, we uh, will probably be back to active posting by the time this goes up. Uh, post like once a month, once a month and a half sometimes. You, usually it's once a month, if only because of month. Monthly schedules work best for me. I have brain problems. Um, so. Yeah. So we try to try to make it work for both of us. Anyway, yeah, that's. Um, I think that's all our shit. Okay, uh, and as always, you can uh, check my. Uh, you can con- contact me, uh, Review Cultist, at Twitter at Review Cultist. Uh, you can leave us a comment in the comment section below, or this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we are on iTunes, so uh, leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, again, let us know if you want to see more of Matt and Travis from Ugly Talk um, Travis. on the show. <laughs> yes, Did Travis. I say not. What? Did I not say Travis? Oh, you must have burped for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just heard Matt and... Uh... <laughs> My name can't be spoken. I heard Travis. That's fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, let's, uh, like, if you want to do more Al Dente Real Talks, uh, we'll probably be doing more of them in the future, um, either on the main show or on the Patreon. Because uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, Al Dente Rigor Mortis, um, just... If you want to support the show, uh, just go there and uh, select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have uh, special episodes, um, extra content, and early access, uh, so you get the episodes three days before. Um, and uh, $2 and $5 tiers. Uh, and to our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. Uh and mm-hmm. you can also check out the title cards for each episode either on crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on our YouTube channel, Al Dente Rigamortis, where you can check out the videos of each episode. Uh, and if you'd like to get in touch with us via email, we are on aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can leave us suggestions for other creepastas or creepasta-related things or things that you feel would have inspired creepasta... Uh, and we will find a sh- uh, find a segment for it and put it on the cool. show. Um, so uh, and until if you next time, if you uh, and also if you need to get scissors for a ribbon cutting ceremony, uh, be sure to check out <laughs> ceremonialribboncuttingscissors.com. dot 
Um, if you want to get the biggest set of ribbon cutting scissors, go to goldenopenings.com. They also sell keys to the city. Okay. <laughs> That's not even a sponsored. That's not even a sponsored thing. I'm I'm not even getting money for that. Do you want big scissors and like a carrying case? Uh, so until next anyway, time. Yeah. I've been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Matt. I'm muted, Travis. Hi. Credits. Credits.